so many makers and small business owners, you know, it's hard. It's hard to um, to bring on help and let go of some of that. But um, that's really what's allowed us to turn this into a viable business. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In this episode, I am talking to Liz Williams, who has had a dog hiking business in the Bay Area since 2015. In early 2020, sparked by pandemic shutdowns, she started selling the biothane leashes she'd been making for herself. Her initial audience was other local pet professionals. But in the last year and a half, she's expanded the product business to offer more variety and reach dog lovers across the country. She shared with me some of the keys to starting and growing a product business while simultaneously continuing to operate the dog hike services. It has a lot to do with hiring help and building trust with your team so you can learn to let go of some of the tasks. So should you offer products to your clients, local community, or pet lovers around the country? Liz thinks so. (laughs) If this conversation gets you thinking about new possibilities for your business, come talk it out in the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. I know for a fact there are other petpreneurs in there who are also juggling multiple businesses, and we would love to brainstorm more ideas with you. You can find the group by searching Facebook for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs. Liz Williams is the owner of High Tail Hikes, a professional dog walking company and product business based in Oakland, California since 2015. High Tail Hikes specializes in off-leash group trail hikes for dogs with a focus on safety enrichment and meeting the unique needs of each individual dog. High Tail Hikes also sells high-quality handmade leashes, long lines, collars, and accessories that are waterproof, odor-proof, antimicrobial, fully customizable, and come in a variety of colors and styles. Through both her service and product businesses, Liz advocates for the use of positive reinforcement training techniques to teach, motivate, and better understand the dogs that we share our lives with. Liz lives in Oakland with her husband, 10-year-old Corgi Mix Charlie, and their two-and-a-half-year-old son. Hey, Liz. Hey, Tori. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast to talk about your business, which you've expanded in the last year and a half. That's right. Yeah, it's been a wild ride for so many many reasons these last couple of years. Well, I know. And I think what's kind of cool is in the last two years, so many people have been inspired to offer different services or products, um, or start new businesses. Uh, so I'm interested to hear kind of how, how you came into that. Um, but maybe kind of take us back and tell us a little bit about the founding of Hightail Hikes and, and why you wanted to offer a hiking dog walk business rather than any other kind of dog walking business. Yeah, sure. So my background, um, 
and what brought me into dog walking was um, I've kind of done a variety of things in my career, uh, working with wildlife, doing like wildlife research, uh, doing working in education. I worked as a teacher for a couple of years. And then about 10 years ago, I moved back to the San Francisco Bay Area and taught for a couple of years, decided that classroom teaching was not um, my my calling and was kind of uh, casting about looking for something, you know, what I wanted to do with my life. And I had actually worked for a dog uh, hiking company years before, and it had been, you know, one of my favorite jobs I had had. And I would take dogs out on these three hour big adventure hikes. Uh, This was in Montana. And I kind of thought to myself, well, I wonder if I could do that here, you know, so I did some research and I found out that it was very much a business. Uh, the business model here was viable and that people were doing um, these group hikes. And so, you know, I did some research and I decided to just kind of take the leap. So summer of 2015, I um, opened my business. I made a really simple website. I put the word out to basically everybody I knew. And I just started taking whatever jobs I could I could get, you know, pet sitting, cat sitting, private walks, puppy care, as I kind of slowly built up our group hike service. And um, so that took probably over a year to get up to where I had my full-time group hike service. And I kind of started just focusing on that. Um, so that's kind of how it came about. And now today, do you have people who work with you or are you still the one going out hiking every day? Yeah, so I do. I have an employee who's um, works full time. She does, you know, two hikes a day, five days a week. And she came on in the beginning of 2020. So um, after we had our, our son and I took my maternity leave and I planned I tried for about a month. I came back to work and I was doing the hikes full time. And I really quickly realized that it just wasn't going to work with having a baby and just being, you know, the balance wasn't going to work for me anymore. So I decided to go ahead and hire somebody. And um, so, yeah, my Jarlene came on in um, early 2020. So she's been with us for two years and she's amazing And I just try to support her and go out in the field with her as often as I can and work with, help her work with the dogs. Or if we have new dogs, then I come out and kind of help out to get the dogs acclimated. Um, But yeah, there's no way I could do um, full-time dog walking and, and having a kid and doing this other business. So I'm so grateful to have, to have her. Yes. Help help is definitely a good thing. Yes. Um, And so it's kind of interesting. So you hired her in early 2020 and it sounds like a little bit after that is when you started the idea for the product side of the business. Um, So tell us a little bit about that. Why you're making biothane leashes for everyone who doesn't know leashes and accessories and all kinds of stuff. Um, So why did you decide to add that into the mix? Yeah, so we had actually been making these leashes for ourselves and actually some other, a few other dog walkers um, prior to starting the business. We had, I had discovered Biothane, I don't know, a couple of years into walking dogs, and it was just like a game changer for me in terms of making the job 
easier and more enjoyable. And the leashes are we're just like, it's just so much easier to, to clean them and they're easier to handle. And they're all of the things that makes them such a great material for, for leashes. And my husband is a professional fabricator. So he makes things, he figures out how to make things. So he was like, you know, we could start making these and basically bought a little kit. We started kind of making them for ourselves and um, we're just kind of doing this on the side. And then in, you know, was March of 2020, when everything shut down, we had to shut down our dog walking business for a couple of months. And so we had a lot of time and we were at home and uh, my husband was actually like, yeah, why don't you make a little product page on your website and just see if people want to buy leashes and we'll buy some more material. And so I just made a simple little, you know, order page. And again, put the word out to everybody I knew and reached out to like the dog walking community in the Bay area. And the response was really positive. A lot of people um, ordered and, you know, I think a lot of people also just because of everything that was going on, small businesses were being hit so hard by the um, pandemic and the, you know, lockdowns and people really wanted to support small businesses. And so, um, that was really encouraging. And then we just kind of went from there and that's, you know, we just kind of went with it. So now do you feel like most of your product customers are still in the Bay area or do you feel like you've really expanded nationwide? Yeah, we have customers from all over now. We're, um, all over, you know, all over the U S um, we get orders from, yeah, all different states. Um, we do have a lot of customers here in the Bay Area because, again, like the word of mouth in our community and being ha- connected to the dog dog walking and dog professional community. So we get a lot of referrals that way. Um, but yeah, we we have expanded. I think just as the business has grown to selling across the U.S. Yeah. So how do you, you know, these are, these are very complementary businesses, but they are totally different. Um, the tasks associated with producing things, shipping them out, doing online listings is very different than picking up dogs, driving out, hiking. So how do you, how do you kind of structure your time or kind of like split up the tasks so that you can do both things? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it goes back to having help. So I, you know, there's, I just know that there's, there's no way I could be doing this um, without the help that I have both from Jarlene who does our hikes. And then I have a, you know, a production manager who actually does a lot of our leash production. And um, she's also amazing. And she came on uh, just about just over a year ago when we started to kind of grow beyond where I could, I could make things myself. And, um, you know, it was just, it was just getting a little bit too much. So I brought her on and she's been awesome. And so I think, you know, for me, just having that help has been, has been key. And I'm still, there's still a lot, there's a big learning curve with learning how to, how to run a product business and, I'm figuring it out as I go, but I have a little bit of breathing room where I can do that. And I think that that's also what's allowed us to, to grow. Um, so, you know, I don't know if you want um, my, my advice, you know, I think that 
so many makers and small business owners, you know, it's hard, it's hard to, um, to bring on help and let go of some of that. But, um, that's really what's allowed us to, to, you know, turn this into a viable business. And, and I guess what kind of advice would you have to, to, to best help the people who are helping you? Because like, you know, it's great to bring on help, but if you haven't given them like the right information or the right tools or processes, it's like not super helpful. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so what kind of advice do you have? Like, what, what do you tell your production manager or Jarlene? Like, how do you make sure that they're being efficient and, and enjoying what they're doing too? Um, I think that communication is, you know, obviously really important um, with Jarlene who does our hikes. Like I said, we, I try to really support her um, with, you know, communicating every day about what's going on and making sure I'm available for her if she needs any support. And same with um, Corey, who does our leash production. Um, we're in just like constant communication about, you know, customer service questions and order questions and, um, you know, like checking in about what our priorities are for the day and making sure that, you know, we have, um, we're staying on top of our, we do, we have wholesale accounts as well so that we're staying on top of those wholesale orders. And so, but I also think that part of it is again, letting go and trusting once you've trained your staff or once you've um, taught them how to do the job to sort of trust their competency and trust that they're, they're doing a good job and can make decisions as well. And that they'll communicate with you if things come up. So um, it's kind of that balance, I think um, that I'm still, I'm still learning too. Yeah, sure. Well, you've just created the best segue here about, you know, talking about trust and it's important to have trust within your team, but also within your customers. And, you know, something we were kind of chatting about before we recorded was the like, no, and trust factor. Um, and as someone who, you know, you, you work hard through both sides of the business to raise awareness about different training methods and safety and enrichment and all kind of stuff. Can you just talk a little bit about how how you work to build the like, know, and trust with customers? Yeah. So um, I would say, I think that, and this, this could be valuable maybe for people who, you know, have a service business and are considering if anyone's listening and they're maybe considering adding other services or products or to their, to their business. I think part of what you can do is you can leverage your existing your knowledge and your expertise, and also just your community um, when you start a new endeavor. So, you know, I, like I said, I got a lot of support from our local professional community and, and have trainers who refer their clients to our products because um, as a dog walker, I got to know a lot of the dog walkers and trainers in our community and sort of built, built some trust there in that professional community. And then starting this business, I can sort of um, build on that. And so I think just building on what you already have and the trust you've already established. And then I think also just providing value to people. So we try to, um, through 
our blog, um, through our some of our social media, we try to provide content that's valuable to people about hiking with your dog, about you know enrichment, about um, travel tips or tips about using our products. So, uh, and I really enjoy that aspect of it. So I think that may, hopefully that comes across and people see us as somebody they can come to with questions or, um, they can learn about how to use our products and things like that. Yeah. I think it, it, and like I said, they are such complimentary kind of businesses that when you're posting photos online and talking about the group hikes, the products in the photos. Um, and so it's a great opportunity to kind of talk about that. And, and one of the products that you, that you make is a long line leash. Um, so why did, why was that something important for you to offer? And, and I guess it kind of ties into the, you know, talking about your experience and, and the like, no trust factor a little bit too, but why was a long line something that you really wanted to create? Yeah. So we use long lines all the time in working with the dogs in our groups. And so anytime we bring on a new dog, we start them out. A long line is essentially just a long leash that can be anywhere from like 10, you know, up to 20, 30 feet. So it's a longer leash that you can use to help work on recall with your dog and um, kind of give them a little more freedom while you're working on their off-leash skills. So um, we use them for years, you know, in our group walks. And um, as I've been working in the kind of the product side, um, I've realized that it's a really important, it's a, it's a great tool for dog owners as well. And I think more and more people are learning about long lines and starting to use them with their dogs just for, you know, training, but also just like to give their dog a little more freedom when you're out in the world. And, um, if, if your dog doesn't have reliable recall, or if, you know, you're just not comfortable having them fully off leash, but you don't want to have them on a short leash. Um, it gives them a lot more freedom. So that's why we love them. And it's just so fun hearing from people too, about like, trying, trying out a long line for the first time. And they're like, Oh, this is so much less frustrating. And, you know, for, for me and for my dog. So that's really yeah. It's It's a really cool. I think, I think there's a lot of people who don't know about that or don't know that it's an option. And they think it's like either you you're running free or you've got to be on a short leash or use the, which we will not speak about retractable leashes, <laughs> which <laughs> Right. I can't stand personally. Um, so I think it's I think it's a really great thing to kind of raise awareness and and you can kind of promote your products while also educating people, which I think is a is a really great thing to be able to do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really fun. I mean, it's just so fun seeing seeing pictures and hearing from people who are like, I didn't really know like. I got a story from somebody that was like, you know, my husband was like, what is this? And was really skeptical. And then they went out to a beach with their dog and then they just had a blast and it was so fun. And then they were on the way home and he was like talking about the long line and they wanted to order another one. And it was just like, it's just fun hearing those stories and um, having more people learn about them. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to ask you, so for other people who have dog service businesses, like walkers and sitters, et cetera, um, 
do would you recommend like are you enjoying selling products as well like would you recommend that that's something that other dog service providers should consider and and if so do you think that they have to figure out how to make things themselves or are there other ways that's a great question i think that um i've really enjoyed it just because it's a whole new set of things to learn and like i said it's been fun connecting with so many people and just learning something new and um, changing things up has been great. So I think that, um, I think absolutely. I think that people, you know, especially if you have like an idea for a product that solves a problem in your business or that you see a need for that's not being, you know, that's not available or people don't know about. um, I think it's, I think it's great because um, you can, you know, again, like I said, leverage your expertise and your experience um, in designing the product and, and helping to, to build that business. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be you making the product. I think, I mean, I don't, I'm not as um, in the know on the world of manufacturing and having things manufactured, but, you know, I think that that that's, I'm sure that's a possibility. And um I know. I think you've probably provided um, information about that. I know you've talked about drop shipping and um, yeah, we have on demand. Yeah, different uh, different options we've talked about. I'm a big fan of of like made on demand. Yeah, items if you're going to do t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's there's definitely ways you can do that without you know designing and making your own product. Um, there's there's plenty of opportunities out there. Yeah, cool. Well, I think it's just really inspiring. And I I hope that I think in the last couple of years, people are just thinking about different things. You know, do they offer an online course? Um, and that's that's come up a whole lot. But I think offering products is really another great other option where you can reach people beyond your geographic area. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just the potential in the the world of of dogs is huge. I mean, so many people, as, as you all know, so many people have gotten dogs in the last couple of years and it's just, there's so much possibility. So, um, you know, there's so many little different avenues. I think that you could, you could make your way in that industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so speaking of dogs, tell us, about Charlie, your, your Corgi mix and, and how is Char, I don't know. I'm sorry. If is Charlie a boy or a girl name? He's a boy. Okay. How did he come into your life? So Charlie, um, came into our life in 2017. So we've had him for almost five years and he came from the, um, local, our local humane society. He was brought in from another shelter in the central Valley of California, where he was found, as um, he was essentially abandoned. We don't know what what the story of his life was, but um, I had a Corgi mix dog growing up who was, you know, I've always had a soft spot for short-legged dogs. And I saw the picture of Charlie and his he has like these giant ears. And um, I just went to go see him and I um, called my husband and I was like, you know, can I bring this dog home? And he said, sure. So that's how he came into our life. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He's, um, he's just, he's a character. I don't know quite how to, he's very stoic, but, um, 
he's food obsessed and he's just everybody who meets him loves him. So he's, he's a great little guy. And so what I am curious when you first were doing the, the dog hike business and you were doing it all on your own, you had Charlie then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so were you taking him out on a lot of these hikes with you or how did you kind of find the time to walk your own dog and everyone else's dogs? Yeah. So I was able to take him out and still, still do take him out on a lot of the hikes. Um, you know, I, I feel really lucky because I, again, I just kind of went and met him and brought him home the same day and didn't, you know, it could have gone another way. He could have had um, some struggles with reactivity or, you know, any number of things that would made it hard for him to go out on our hikes, but he's, he's been great. So I can take him if um, I'm going hiking or if we have an opening, sometimes Charlene will take him out. And um, so, and then I actually do have, I um, have somebody now who takes him out for a walk once a week, just um, so he gets some one-on-one time as well. Yeah. So the, the dog, yeah. the dog walker has a dog walker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, Liz, it's been so great talking to you and hearing about everything that you're working on. Tell everyone if you can, where they can learn more about Hightail Hikes, both the dog walking side and the product side. Yeah. So probably the best place would be for, you know, our website and on Instagram, that's where we mostly hang out and we post pictures from our group hikes pretty much every day. So you can see what we're up to there. And, um, we, yeah, we try to post a mix of products and dog pictures. So it's a pretty fun account, I think, to follow if you like that if you like the fun, happy dog pictures out on the trails. Yeah. Even if it's not your dogs, I think it's still fun to see the dog, the dog walker pictures of other people's dogs. I I always like looking at those. (laughs) Yeah. And I think people start to get to know the dogs and people often have like favorites that they, they really like to see. That's funny. Yeah. I love it. Um, well, Liz, thank, thanks again. Thank you for your time and for sharing um, your story and, and some of your advice. I hope that it inspires others who are listening to kind of diversify what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, thank you so much for everything that you do and all the, yeah, amazing. You do so many things. And so it's really fun to see. So thank you. Yes. Well, I might be adding even more things to my to-do list this year, but TBD on that. <laughs> Great. So, Go for it. Com- coming to a podcast episode sometime in the future. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again and um, have a have a great rest of the day. Okay. Thank you. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at tmystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.